have your copy of Scripture, I invite you to turn with me to the book of Psalm. Uh, Psalm, we're looking at um, Psalm 100, uh, a short psalm, but a great uh, psalm about worshiping together. And so I'll give you a, a few moments to turn there, and then we'll have that on the screen. We can read that uh, together, but uh, turn with us in your copy of the Scripture, whether that's your phone or device or uh, your old, I mean, you have a paper copy, whatever that is. Uh, turn with me to Psalm 100. And uh, again, we'll give you just a moment to, uh, to get there. This is a great uh, little psalm. I encourage you, um, you know, I encourage you every day to read through uh, the Bible and spend time in God's Word every single day. Uh, but I find particularly a love uh, of reading in the psalms. Uh, there are psalms for lots of different things. There are psalms about worship and adoration and praise. Uh, there are psalms about mourning and grieving and, and difficulty. Uh, there are psalms for lots of different situations in life. And I want to encourage you to take some time and, uh, and read through this great book. It's one of the largest books uh, in the Bible and uh, one of uh, the largest chapter in the whole uh, Bible is, is in this book. It's a large book, but a lot of different individual psalms. And so take time to kind of read through this. If, uh, if nothing else, uh, we want after today, you can say you've read through an entire psalm. Okay? So we're going to read through the entire Psalm 100 today because it's only five short verses. Okay? So we'll work our way through this one. It's a start for you to say, hey, I read a whole book. Uh, I read a whole chapter in the Bible today. I can read one tomorrow. And so we'll start off uh, small. Uh, psalm 100, beginning verse 1, says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all the generations. Let's pray. God, I thank you and I praise you for the precious gift of your word. I pray, Lord, that you lead us through it now. May your spirit guide us, teach us your ways, Lord, and help us to honor you, help us to worship you together as your church family. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Many of you will be aware that uh, our church family has been uh, working on a time of, of just seeking God for uh, direction and vision for our church. This is something that uh, we haven't done for a few years, and we recognize that uh, the community changes over time, and uh, the dynamics of the church have changed over time, but God remains the same. His mission of sharing the hope that we have in Him with our community stays the same. His love and grace stays the same, and so we want to prayerfully seek how we are to engage with, uh, with God and join Him on mission in our community as a church now in 2018 and beyond and how uh, we're to do that together. We want to work together as a church and so we identify through this whole vision pro process uh, five main areas that we want to kind of focus on uh, as a church. Uh, one is in worship. One is in our different ministries. One is in community care in family, uh, in relationships, that is, and in, in mission. So we spent several months working through some of these um, areas and these topics together as a church family. And then the elders and I have spent 
the last several months reading and praying and uh, seeking God, uh, His direction in these areas. And then now we want to um, uh, start to present to you how we feel God is leading as a church family, starting in this area of worship. Now, uh, worship is something that um, is, I think all the, the church work, I guess, is near and dear to my heart, but uh, I love uh, times of worship. Now, each of you may think of something different when you think about worship. It's not all about uh, the singing or what happens uh, on the stage. Some of you uh, have been like me, and, and you've been at times where you're, you're in a, a huge auditorium or a huge uh, facility with thousands of people singing out praises. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a glorious thing to hear people of God just sing out in praise. I remember the first time I ever went to the Katoomba Men's Convention. Many of you have been there uh, throughout the years. This is many years ago now. But I remember sitting in this uh, little shed with, uh, with hundreds of men and just hearing these men sing out. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Who knew you guys could sing? Many of you don't sing out that much in church, but when there's no women to cover the, the void, the men have to sing, and they just sing out, and there are harmonies, and it's beautiful. Something about having these men just sing out in praise. And I say it to say, I, I've been in churches where the, the singing is amazing. The musicians are amazing. And it just seems like you're drawn into the worship. But I've also worshipped God in times when I didn't particularly like the music. Now, I like music. I like music to be done well. And if you, if you are a musician, sometimes when you walk into a place and the music's not done well, you, you cringe a little bit, maybe. And you think, oh, man. If... Um, if you're a drummer, now I'm not a drummer, but if you're a drummer, I've been told by plenty of friends who are drummers, oh, it, it kills them sometimes to just, they want to just jump up there and help out. If, if the drummer's not quite in sync or quite on, on beat, if you're a singer, sometimes you want to just jump up and go, oh, come on, I just, want to, I just want to lead, I just want to help, I want to, I want to sing. But I'll tell you one of my most beautiful worship experiences was when I was at a church in Kentucky who, um, it was just a, kind of a, a small little country church. There was a guy there, his name's Roger. Roger absolutely loved to sing. He wanted to sing every single Sunday. He wanted to come up and he'd say, Mike, God just laid a song in my heart. I've just got to share it. Do you mind if I share it today? I'd say, go for it, Roger. First time I ever did it, I thought, sounds like, sounds great. Go for it. And then I heard Roger sing. And I realized because he said, he, he actually began by saying to me, are you sure? Are you sure, Mike? Because I've asked before and sometimes there's some people who don't want me to sing. I'm thinking, oh, sure you can sing. If God's laid a song in your heart, come up and sing. And he starts to sing and I quickly realized that there may have been some wisdom in, in the, the people's decision before to not allow him to sing. Because he could not... You've heard the phrase, you can't carry a tune in a bucket. I think if there were a thousand buckets around, 
Roger couldn't, he couldn't have carried the tune. And the tune was all over the place. And sometimes he would sing a song that we all knew, maybe like an old hymn, like Amazing Grace. And it wasn't like Amazing Grace, like we'd ever heard. Do you know what I just come to discover from Roger? After the first couple bars into his song, I don't think I've ever heard anything more beautiful. Because when Roger sang Amazing Grace, he got a first few words in, and tears started streaming down his face. And you could see with everything in him, he was worshiping. And all of a sudden, I would look around as a pastor, and I would see that the whole church were worshiping. They weren't cringing, maybe when he first started. And he was, and he is. Roger's still going today. He is the worst singer I've ever heard in my life. I've heard some bad singers. I'm not looking at any of you in particular. I've heard some bad singers in my name. Roger's the worst. He's the top of the list. I've never seen a church worship like they do when Roger sings. And as a, someone who loves music, someone who loves that sort of corporate worship, I mean, led in that songs and worship, it's made me think through the years and go, what is worship? Because I would think it's, it's up here singing and, and praising and leading the church in worship. That's only part, isn't it? Because we could sing the most beautiful melody. You can play the most beautiful chords and, 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 uh, and rhythms and still not worship. And there, at times, people could get all of that wrong and God be glorified. We are meant as a church to worship God and we have to explore as a church family what exactly that means. Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Isn't that beautiful? Let the whole earth shout out to God. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, that we, it is He who made us and we are His. We are his people, the sheep of his field. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. I love it. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Come before him with praises, for he is holy and worthy. The Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The previous chapter, Psalm 99, verse 1 to 3, puts it this way. Our Lord reigns. Let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. God is powerful and majestic and mighty. He is not us. We sometimes are, are weary and tired and burdened. We sometimes are weak. We are finite in the thing that we are limited in what we can do. God is not limited by anything. Even time and space is not a limit for Him. God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He is over all and is so worthy of our praise. We are meant as a church to get together in times and to worship Him. We are meant with our very lives 
to worship Him. But even in our times of corporate worship, we are meant as a church, as this unique blend of people that we are, to worship Him. That's not all about singing, but to worship Him however we feel we should worship Him. However God lays on our hearts, maybe it is to shout out to God, to cry out to Him. One thing I have loved about getting to know some of the Middle Eastern cultures, African and Middle Eastern cultures, is this, there's something beautiful about this ability to make like yelling noises. Now, some of you have heard what's typically in the Arabic culture. The ladies do this high-pitched, I can't do it. I'm not going to try to do it for you, really. That's kind of how it is, but it's much, much louder, much, much stronger. And I have seen times in which we're singing out as a church, and all of a sudden the singing is almost drowned out by these people with their hands in the air just worshiping and doing this little crying out to God, just saying He is, is worthy, and they just have to shout out. Maybe it's raising your hands. Maybe it's sitting there in silence. Together as a church, we have to explore what it means to worship Him. Many of you are gifted in different ways. God calls us all to worship Him together. Psalm 105 says this, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done. His miracles and the judgments he pronounced. Now, this is not all about uh, singing, is it? Remember what he has done. Tell the story of the hope that we have in him. Each time we're together, let's encourage each other. Let's, let's remind each other who God is. Because too often during the week, we're reminded of the difficulties of life. We're reminded of the hardships we have to go through. We're reminded of pain. We're reminded of darkness. We as a church need to remind each other of who the light is. We need to remind each other who our hope is in. We need to remind each other who our great God is. And over and over as we get together as a church, we need to be reminded who God is. Remind God, uh, each other of God's greatness so that we can lay our burdens in His hands. So we can draw into His presence. We need to remind each other of God's mercy to lay all of our crowns at His feet, to trust Him, to honor Him, to praise Him, and to thank Him. How can we worship God together? We're so different. I don't think we have to try to construct our worship so that we're trying to be all things to all people, but we also have to be free to allow people to use their gifts and to use how God is leading them. So that can involve a whole mix of different um, songs, whether it be old or new, slow or fast, active, reflective, hymns or praise, whatever that is, we can include a whole range of different things. There's such beauty in some of the music. There's such beauty in some of the words. There's such beauty in just time to reflect on God in that. And we want to incorporate many of these things in our worship. There are also items like, uh, like dance items or different solos people give or instrumentals that give people an opportunity to, to share what God has laid on their heart in unique ways in which He can draw us into His presence and remind us of who He is. 
There are also crazy things like uh, puppets or uh, dramas and skits, monologues, storytelling that, that change things a little bit out of the, the norm, out of the routine. It may make us a bit uncomfortable at times and you go, this is not how it normally is in our worship times, but times in which they can, in a unique way, draw us into God's presence, remind us of who He is, how great He is, and encourage us to trust Him and to follow Him as a church. We can involve, uh, we want to involve different uh, interviews and testimonies and hear from our church family how God has been working in your life through the joys and through the challenges and how we can trust Him. We are called as a church to worship God for He is great. We have to do that together. And everyone is meant to be included in that. Jesus was sitting there talking as He does and teaching uh, on the, the hillside and His disciples saw a bunch of children trying to run up to Him and they tried to stop the children. This is a teacher, a Jewish rabbi. They should have no place in what He's doing. But how does Jesus respond? Matthew chapter 19, verse 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to Me. Don't hinder them in any way for such... For the kingdom of God belongs to those such as these. We all have something to to give in our worship times. We need to make sure that we're not just making it adult-friendly, so to speak, in that the kids feel the worship time in church is not for them. Now, I think that the kids' church is a wonderful thing, and they do a great job caring for the kids and teaching them about Jesus. But sometimes it can seem like the worship is for the adults. This time of teaching is for the adults and, and the, the children need to go and do their thing. Some of you grew up in a time in which children should be seen and not heard. Uh, only the adults, it was kind of what, what important in the conversation. Not to God. God wants to hear from our youth. He wants to hear from our children. He wants to all to, to worship together. In fact... Jesus is also talking to some of uh, some f- the, the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders at the time in Luke 19.40. And, and they tried to stop uh, some of the people from crying out, Jesus is King. Jesus, we worship you. And Jesus said, well, look, if you stop them from worshiping me, then even the rocks will cry out because Jesus is King. He is the authority. He is to be praised. Let's praise Him together. Scripture does not say... Let those who are wealthy praise His name. Let those who are popular praise His name. Let those who we're comfortable with praise His name. But we are reminded, let the redeemed of God say so. And we need to allow our worship times to be times in which people can express themselves, express what Christ has done for them and proclaim His praise. So how can we all be included? Well, I think one is we have to stop trying to do it all. There are many people we can include in different things, even small things you may think like Bible readings and prayers or uh, communion on the, the worship team uh, with the, the, the tech stuff. The preaching and teaching uh, needs to be shared. Different items need to be shared. Creative ministry stuff we can share. Young or old, well-spoken or illiterate. Those with disabilities or special needs or mental health issues. We're all created equal in Christ Jesus and we should all be included in our times of worship. This needs to be a place where we are safe to be loved by God and to lift Him up 
together. We'll do that in different ways, but we still need to do that together. And we need to make sure as a church that we are intent on making our times of worship about Christ and Christ alone. We need to worship Him and nothing else. 2 Kings 17, verse 38 and 39 says we need to worship God and God alone. Make sure it's not about any other false gods. It's not about anything else but God and God alone because He is our deliverer. We need to make sure that our worship is not just about tradition or it's not just about the way we like it or the way we're comfortable with it. It's not just about our own desires or our own plans, but we need to make sure that our worship time, if we're worshiping God, it's all about God, that He is lifted up in all that we do. Isaiah 29, verse 13, the Lord says, These people come near me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Their worship of me is made up of only of rules taught by them, taught to them by men. I pray that's never said of the church. The Lord says, these people come to me with their mouths and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. They're not worshiping. If we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of allowing our own worship worship to be so carefully planned by rules and regulations and traditions, but it could be void of true worship. John 4 Jesus is talking and he said, "Those God is spirit and those who worship, worship in spirit and in truth. Church, we are called to sing out his praises, whether you can sing or not. We're called to remind each other of who he is, our all-knowing and all-powerful, all-loving, faithful God, great in mercy, great in grace. The one who created us, the one who sustains us, the one who provides for us, the one who has given to us eternal life. Eternal life for any who will choose to follow Him. We have to make sure as a church family that we are worshiping Him together. Not just going through the motions, but worshiping. Together as a church family. Not just a few worshiping and the majority watching or listening. But we need to worship God together as a church. For you at times, that may mean sitting quietly. For sometimes that may mean you being part of what we're doing from the stage. Sometimes that might mean you sitting and crying or having someone come around you and and you need to go out and sit and talk and give things to God. We want to allow you as a space, a safe space as a church, to worship together. To be real with God and real with one another. We're called to worship Him together and we want to strive to do that more and more as a church. Let's just pray. God, I just thank you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you, Lord, for this unique blend of people and personalities and experiences and giftings that you've brought here together for this time and a season you called us to worship together as your church. You've called us, Lord, to work together to, to proclaim who you are, to sing out your praises with our music, with our lives. Lord, we have a story to tell of grace and strength and provision. Help us, Lord, each time we're together to be reminded of who you are, of your power and your majesty and your glory. Help us to be reminded of how you treat us with love and grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for opportunity to reflect on that together as your church. Help us to carry that with us. 
that every day we worship you. Every day our life sings out your praises for you're worthy, you're holy, you're righteous. And Lord, in the way we work together as a church, in the way we come together in these sort of corporate gatherings, help us learn to worship you as your church. Help us to be intent. I'm not focusing on the songs. They're not focusing on just the, the, the message. They're not focusing on the offering or the announcements. Lord, in all things, be glorified and honored. Our goal is to focus on you together as a church, to glorify you, to lift you up, to seek you, and to be faithful to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your church. Help us to follow you. Help us to worship you together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.